January 29th, 2023. Loving greetings, my friends, from the Science of Mind Spiritual Center, a global community in unity. Thank you for choosing to join me today. Remember, this day is yours to create in any way you so choose. I say we continue to make this year a year of giving each and every day filling our hearts and our minds with all the goodness that we can imagine. Let's let the spirit of love and enthusiasm and joy and happiness, gratitude and compassion pour out of us onto the world. And let's remember that peace on earth always begins with us. If you would like information about our center, please go to our website at www.somspiritualcenterla.org. You can enjoy listening to the meditations and talks online or on our podcast. And while you're there, feel free to look around to see what interests you. The class, Creative Mind and Success, is now closed. So we will be engaged in this journey, and I will let you know when the next class begins. If our message inspires you, and it's making a valuable difference in your life, then that's the place that we give from. We give from that place of heartfelt gratitude and abundance. And giving from the heart is important, because it's affirming that we're all in this divine flow. Reliable and generous giving is important to you because when you give to where you're spiritually fed, it comes back to you multiplied abundantly in all kinds of wonderful ways. And it's important to us because your giving helps support and empower the expansion of this growing global spiritual center. And it also provides avenues of opportunities for others to expand and prosper through the many organizations that we support, as well as allowing us to meet our own organizational responsibilities. All donations to our center are tax deductible. I want to thank you for being a part of this global spiritual family. It means a lot to me because I have a big vision to reach the world and for us to continue to grow. So anytime you want to make any kind of a donation to more or less just represent that this is making a difference in your life, you may do so. And you may do so with a credit card through PayPal from our website, as I said, at www.somspiritualcenterla.org, or from the weekly email blast we send, or by mail. And our mailing address is 14431 Ventura Boulevard, number 586 Sherman Oaks, California, 91423. Please email me. I love hearing from you. My email is faithfilled2 at aol.com. And as you know, each week, a portion 
of your generous giving goes to benefit one of the many organizations that our center supports. And this week, we are donating to Sand Sisters, which is a youth empowerment nonprofit organization that is designed to give female youth the tools to build a strong sense of self. And their mission is to make all girls feel seen, valued, and heard. Now, please join me in the opening treatment. Get quiet. Take a couple of deep breaths. <sighs> we are one with the one, the only source, the only power, the only presence that there is. That's God infinite good. We are right now open and receptive to truth that carries full power. We are the peace and calm that God is, established in love, unity, understanding, trust, and wisdom. We are the consciousness that co-creates in partnership with spirit, fortified with divine power that expresses in us, as us, and through us in all the right and perfect ways. Our cup runneth over. We are lifted into new possibilities and an abundance of divine ideas that guide us to right choices and always by right action. Complete, content, and fulfilled, we let this be so. As we gratefully accept the power of these profound words as the absolute truth, I want you to always know and to remember that there is a power within you. It can lift your life to its highest level. It can change illness into health. It can bring success out of failure and victory out of defeat. It can bring companionship and happiness out of loneliness. It will respond to you. It is the power within you, and so it is. Well, today concludes our January theme, Being Your Badass Self. Today's topic is the consciousness that creates. And everything that comes to us comes through our consciousness. On page 580 of the glossary in the Science of Mind textbook is actually the definition of consciousness. It's rather lengthy. So in short, basically, our consciousness is our mental awareness. We are composed of an inner being and an outer being. The inner creates the outer the outer being the body and emotions, everything in the external world of experience, regardless of what those experiences may be, are all pictures of our inner consciousness or the form which the inner has assumed in the world of experiences. So the place to change the external world is in our inner consciousness through increasing our awareness of ourselves. We may need to become more flexible, more pliable. Maybe we need to become more tolerant. More, maybe we need to become more understanding. Maybe we need to learn something. 
Be aware of what it is you intend to accomplish so that you build up the inner conviction within yourself because all consciousness creates. The consciousness that creates that which one desires to create must be the consciousness that knows what it is and never admits doubt into its being. Just like each and every one of you who are listening right now. Now, we may not always recognize that we have any special awareness, but if we think about it, we can trace the cause of any experience that we're having. Suppose an individual says, life is unkind. An honest person never has a chance. His or her creations are going to be the result of that idea. Whatever exists within the attitude of the self has to manifest in the experience. We can't change the law. We can change our method of using the law. We can change the idea which is applying the law. Consequently, we can choose just what kind of an experience we will have knowing that the law will form our idea. By recognizing the truth, that's capital T truth, we change our awareness. Always bring each experience into your inner being. And that's where you make the changes in order to make the outward change consistent with your desire. You see, if the inner and the outer are not in alignment, in other words, if you're saying something, but your actions are not aligning with it, then there's going to be cross purposes. I think we all know or realize that there's something within us that is divine, something within our consciousness we recognize as whole and adequate and complete. We don't get into destructive manifestation. That includes our speaking and thinking of lack, limitation, not enough money, not enough income, etc. If we have no sense of exactly what we're going to accomplish, then we will follow out in our experience the idea which we have accepted, whether it's an idea we have absorbed from what we've read or made up. It makes no difference. It's a good idea, for instance, to start your meditation with something that's very positive, maybe something from the textbook or a strong passage or a favorite verse from the Bible. Isaiah and Psalms have great statements, such as, I am the way, the truth of the life. I am infinite. I am one with the one. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Lo, I am with you always. Or use a favorite affirmation so you feel, as you make these statements, that any tension leaves your mind and confusion drops away. And you actually will feel a new rhythm in your body. Now you can create 
but you cannot create if you're in a negative mood. One negative idea leads to another. Confused states of mind make real creativeness impossible. Waffling back and forth, not taking a firm and clear stand with yourself. There is nobody out there. The stand we take is with ourselves. We have to clear our consciousness from thoughts that are confused. Also ideas which have made it impossible for us to find the real self and have prevented us from creating the kind of an expression that we really want to create. Blaming people, blaming conditions, blaming circumstances, places or things for your state of mind and consciousness is BS. It's impossible to be a prosperous co-creator with the source with all that negativity and confusion. How do we uncover the consciousness that co-creates, really? Recognize the power of absolute poise, of the absolute oneness of the universal mind. Go back into the inner consciousness and maintain that inner awareness and recognition. Free the mind from any sense of that which has pulled it away from its spiritual base. And get back into your consciousness and affirm oneness. First of yourself and second of the infinite principle of life so that you're now aware of your infinite creativeness. Now you're creating consistently from the inner self, from what you know yourself to be. From this point, you can get in your mental work. No matter what you're doing or who you're helping, the first step is always work upon yourself. All healing is self-healing. If you're helping someone who maybe is ill and you feel disturbed, then you have to get still first and begin to work on your inner being, affirming your oneness, your completeness, and your adequacy. Affirm that the truth is the only power within you. You'll find doubts and confusion disappear, and then you can speak the word that will help the other person. It's important to recognize the value of daily practice, daily study, as an individual experience, not in theory. Theory will not clear your consciousness. Practice, practice, study, experience, that's the means of clearing your consciousness. Look, not everyone can get instantly into a state of inner stillness and speak the creative word. The average individual needs to study, to think, to be, and then proceed. It's essential that our word be spoken 
in peace and power. The demonstration will be made exactly in the same way your word is spoken. If we're struggling to speak the word, then the demonstration will come through struggle, if it comes through at all. We must create a sense of adequacy within so that we can set into operation a definite law of success, which ensures the fulfillment of our idea. And the way we must work is to create the consciousness of success with the idea of adequacy. You can't create success if you don't feel successful. And if you're not acting successful, being successful, you can't create mentally through struggle. You create through mental conviction. That means you speak your word, you believe your word, and you stick to it. Control your thinking so that each time you think about an idea, something is added to your consciousness. Look, it might, it might ask for an action. You may have to take an action. Sometimes we have to get off, off our big affirmations and move. It would be great if we were all at the place where we could speak our word and have it operate immediately. And at times, I think we are. Expect your word to manifest immediately. Why? Because Ernest Holmes says expectancy speeds progress. But you see, if you look out into the conditions and the circumstances and you say, oh, well, it's just not moving. And then you expect your word to manifest immediately. Do you see how that can't work? Do you see how being mesmerized and hypnotized by external stuff stops you from co-creating what it is you choose to co-create? That's when you have to stop, look, and listen to yourself. What is it I'm really wanting to create? What's my real intention? As long as we are impatient with our word acting, our word will not act. Impatience is one of the stumbling blocks in this work because it is the implication of doubt. It is not in your time or my time. It is always in divine time. Impatient destroys the work you've done because of your lack of conviction that your word creates. We must know that each thought will manifest and not by saying, well, where is it, when, and how long, but saying this thought I am forming now manifests. Don't feel that you're forcing it through or you have to make your mind so positive and so strong that you can put a mental energy back of your thought. Mental creation must be a spontaneous overflow of the inner recognition of completeness through silent yet definite and consistent work on one's self. Your word will manifest when you get to the place where you know 
that it does establish itself and create itself. That might mean you have to give up what you're thinking and believing now. If it's not bringing you the demonstration you want. If you're not getting the demonstration you want, you have to look within yourself and think and believe something different. Because you are always demonstrating what you believe. This may be sort of the difficult part. We can't see the operation of this mental law. But we can see is the awareness of our being. We can know just how our word is working in accordance with the steadfastness of our own consciousness. That's why we take a certain time each day for the enlargement of consciousness. You can't have an expectation of bigger and larger things happening without enlarging your consciousness. Enlarging your consciousness doesn't just mean you sit around saying, oh, my consciousness is expanding. That means you have to become more. We can't keep doing, being, thinking the same way and expect a different result. And here's some more wisdom imparted to me recently by a colleague. Words without an aligned action mean nothing. My favorite statement is, watch what people do, not what they say. Our work is to expand ourselves and go bigger. Reminding our imagination that the field with which it deals is limitless. See, some people say when they turn it over and let go and let God and know the divine is working, say it just out of laziness so that they can get off being responsible for anything. But that's not the purpose. Your laziness, your lack of action is not going to bring you the demonstration you want if that's where you're coming from. Well, I don't want to do it, so let somebody else do it. Mind is the creator, sustainer. Mind is infinite, ever available, and always responsive to what? To us. We are ever evolving, growing, expanding beings. If you aren't, then get into gear. Because only as much good can come to us as we mentally perceive. So if you're saying one thing, but you're acting in another way, and you're thinking and feeling another way, everything is very confused. And this is why we have to draw everything back to ourselves. Because we live in a universal mind, yes, which is responsive to our thought, yet always in its operation, that universal mind has two things in mind. One, our own personal well-being, and two, that in its operation through us, 
it benefits those around us in our daily lives. What you want has to benefit all people, not what you want takes away from some people and gives to you. We work out our divinity within ourselves. And then the next step is to bring other people into the same consciousness, into the same recognition of their own divinity, just as we have found our completeness. Consciousness represents the sum total of what we are. So it is forever expanding, unless you're resisting it. But you're greater than every experience that is before you. Unless you think otherwise. And you know that the life within you is infinite and complete now. That's huge. So it's this inner recognition of what you are you open new channels of expression and your consciousness expands because you've opened this new channel of expression. You're not saying the same thing over and over and over again, but you have shifted, you've changed, you've expanded. It's great to expand consciousness, but there must be a cause set into operation flowing through us as a definite manifestation, which produces a definite effect. For example, the statement, I am adequate. That's a thought in mind. Universal mind accepts that as cause and then must create the effect. In order for that to manifest, it means there must be some manifestation of adequacy in our world. It works itself out according to our individual ideas, of course. Well, maybe the answer to I am adequate is going to be that you get a new position in order to prove your adequacy. You demonstrate that you are more than able to handle the new situation which has arisen. Don't set out to see how many demonstrations you can make. See how much of the truth that you can manifest, how much individual power you can express. Then you draw new opportunities to you, and there will be always the perfect manifestation. One of the greatest demonstrations is to know that we're well, not believing in disease, but knowing there's a principle of health a law of health, belonging to each and every individual. So we claim health. We experience health as a perfect manifestation of life. We can't, on this, we cannot compromise. We have health or we have disease. We're dealing with the truth and the truth says there's a principle of health. And the real self is a healthful self and knows itself to be well. If the real self claims that, it will incorporate it and bring it out in our being as a manifestation of 
wellness. The same principle works in our world where there may be an appearance of limitation. But you have to look at who said that. Who believes this? You did, if that's what you did. There's no such thing as poverty. Poverty is the lack of certain ideas in the mind. We can be as limited as we want to be. If we believe that we are limited, then we are believing in some sense of poverty. But the truth is, there's only a principle of abundance. Now, what if I say I have to fight poverty or anything else? You could use anything. Here's a condition of lack, and I must proceed to destroy it. Mental science doesn't fight anything or anyone. It knows what it wants to be, and in knowing, it is and does it. Yes, we work in a very positive way, always affirming that the real self knows only infinite abundance. Knowing this to be true, we look in our outer world and find that this inner recognition flows out into form and it creates exactly the kind of opportunity we want and brings out the perfect reality. Don't fight your environment. Don't fight disease. Don't fight poverty. Don't fight limitation. We're all a little limited in some way or another, only because we forget to recognize the infinite life of which we are a part. Don't use limited statements like, I know just how far I can go, or we can only have this much, or it will only last until this certain time. You know that you are unlimited life. That must be the law whereby you grow and demonstrate and establish the fullness of your being because you are the consciousness that creates here, now, and forevermore. And so begins the lesson. Thank you. Now please join me in the closing treatment. God is the source of all, the unlimited power acting through us, as us, in us, and all life, individually and collectively. Everything that we do in life expresses its completeness because we know that we are self-contained and that self is an infinite self which continually transcends any seeming barriers. We see new possibilities, new opportunities, and new recognition of the infinite wholeness. Now the universal mind accepts our idea, and today this word is established as law, and the abundance that we know ourselves to be is now established 
in gratitude, we let this be so. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is. All is well. And so it is. And now, my friends, you go forth as messengers of loving kindness, as co-creators of success and abundance, and make known this truth so that your life continues to increase in value by simply sharing the value with someone else. Until next time, stay safe, be well, be kind, especially to yourself. Namaste.